Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for our Tua. It's our Tua. It's our Tua. It's our Tua, 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 Tongue of Iloa, not Tua Tagle of Leoa. A for effort, Dolphins quarterback, Tua. It's our Tua, it's our Tua, 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 Tua. Sims can go to hell. To a tongue of Iloa. Dolphins quarterback. Daddy loves you guys. Our Tua with Tobin and Leroy. Check the history of food. Our Tua the program, ladies and gentlemen. Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560 WQAM. I'm proud of myself. Oh, really? Yeah, I made it an hour without jumping across that table and choking you out. Yeah, it was a rough start, so I thought it was going to lead the other way. But... No, but what makes it worse is he knows he's irritating me, and he goes full court pressure. That's right. <laughs> he called you tap machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you guys turn on the lights in here? Uh, Marcos did! Don't come over here, that's with our stuff! <laughs> I'm so sorry. Try to make it cooler. I have one rule! Not work. Don't touch my stuff. I think yeah. the lighting actually looks no, pretty good. I had that <laughs> rule too. I did. I hate when people touch. Like, man, Big Spoon. Like, it's like when, uh, when she cleans, she thinks she's moving stuff to where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But she's basically just moving it out of the way. But then when you ask, and this is the part. This is the part. That relationships end, right? Hey, where'd you put my uh, whatever? I put it where it belongs. Which is? Hmm? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's torture, uh, along with the death match that all my socks have. Yeah. Two socks enter, one sock, <laughs> one sock leaves. Uh, let's get to uh, some headlines here brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. You didn't like when Len took your toy. That was a thing. No. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Florida. 
The Florida Panthers, they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-1 to one last Ooh, night. Ooh, big, yeah. big win. Anytime you beat Whoa, the Lightning. Now, that was her victory route. Yeah. I, I, that was for Victor. I will say this. Tell me if I'm wrong. It doesn't count until they eliminate them in the playoffs. Everything counts right now just because they need wins. <laughs> like, they're desperate up against it, Leroy. So, yes, I get your theory as far as meaningful beating Tampa. You could beat anybody right now. It's meaningful. It doesn't matter how bad the team is. Where are they? Are they, in the, are they still a couple points out? They, or? Are, they are three points back right now, I believe, oh of goodness. Pittsburgh, who they have on Saturday. Seven-game homestand coming up for the Cats. Oh. Yep. All right. Yep. Uh, they're back out of tomorrow against Dude, the Predators. I watched some clips from Cocaine Bear. Hmm? It gets funnier and funnier every time I see it. <laughs> uh, the Miami Heat, they take on the Philadelphia 76ers tonight at 7.30. Kyle Lowry still out. Omer Yurtsevin huh. and Nikola Jovic going to the G League. Get some works, uh, workouts. So, Jovic, I think of all the, the players that are out that I'm most intrigued by is Jovic because he does a lot of different things. He can shoot. He's a ball handler. He can pass the ball. I don't know how he is on defense, but huh? He's lost is what he is. That's but he but play. that skill set has to help, right? Uh, I mean, look, it would have been nice to have a season with him to get some development for sure, and there were definitely yeah. some opportunities there, especially when uh, you had Orlando Robinson playing so much. Unfortunately, it was hurt. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, according to you, you don't care. What do you mean? If a player's hurt. No, that's not true. I mean, as much as you love Big Yurt, mm-hmm. you are... Not as much as Gogi. A rat's off a ship. Sometimes you have to make tough choices in life, dude. And if you're going to tell me who do you love more, Tobin, Yurt or Gogi, I love Gogi more. Sorry. But who's going to make more of an impact on this team? I don't know because Big Yurt hasn't played all I year. I mean, but when healthy. When healthy? Yeah. I would like to have okay. the young center who can put up double-doubles. Okay. It's a nice if. Okay. Oh, okay. Biggest, uh, biggest or, small or, word of all time. Or you can have Gogi and he Gilgit? might not ever play. Maybe not, but man, look at this face. But no, you... My decision is based on basketball. Good for you. Your decision is based on feel good. That's fine. Okay, if you want, look. Different strokes, dude. If you want to feel good, I'm going to give you a number. Mm-hmm. Okay? But if we talk in basketball and making basketball decisions, the best basketball decision is to get Big Yurt back and not to sign Gogi. Mm. That's the best basketball decision. You don't think so. We'll see. No, no, no. You don't think so. You think the best basketball decision I do for the Miami Heat is to bring Gogi in. I do think that there is, now that they've signed Kevin Love and Cody Zeller, uh, I don't really know when Yurt's going to play. I don't. Okay. You tell me. When do you think he's going to play? Kevin Love's the starter. Oh, this Kevin Love is just a huge bum. And then they go back to the year. But, like, I think it's a hard ass. That you're, you're talking about two young guys. See, if this was an experienced player, I would say, okay. I, I, I would understand it. But you're talking basically about two rookies in Jovic and Yurt. And you're like, I just would love – I would be intrigued by what they're going to do. I would be, too, if there wasn't 19 games left. I do think that's a tough ask. You don't think there's anything to that? Just take Gogi out of it aside. I'm just saying, like, let's just say they're not signing Gogi. 
What do you really expect from these guys? Because I would say you shouldn't expect too much. I would expect a little something out of uh, Big Yurt. Not because of any other thing is when we had this conversation before the season started, everybody had high praise of Big Yurt and what he's going to do. So that didn't go away. I know. Now, I will say this. Jovich is a different story simply because he is young. He's a project. He's a, pro- he's a project, although we've seen some skill. Yeah. But Big Yurt, they already made the assumption that he was going to be a contributor. So I would like to think that the role that they have for him is still going to be there because they want to see if it's going to play out like they thought it would. Uh, what else we got here? So uh, can you give me this? This was a big uh, revelation yesterday, Marcos. Uh, Mike McDaniel, turns out Tua not taking judo. Instead, he's taking jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Was that something that the, that the team kind of facilitated? Yeah, no, it's something that uh, we had um, we had various ideas, um, some of which I won't repeat because they weren't as good as that one. Um, and we... You know, we we're willing to, um, to go to any length. However, uh, you know, him him getting invested in it, and you know, uh, our and and really talking to him and hearing how uh, the the trainers invested in him and how he how he was really into it and um, getting good residuals from it. Um, you know, I, I, we we feel very comfortable in terms of this being able to uh, best prepare him for things that he hasn't otherwise been able to prepare for. That it's something that, like a follow through um, uh, throwing motion, it's it, it's something that we're trying to train, um, and uh, he's 100% all in um, attacking it uh, with vigor and exuberance. And, and he was a former boxer, so he can. He has all the tools to beat you up if you say bad things about him. It's jujitsu. No, he he said judo, but J's and U's. You know, happens. Huge clarification. What? Yep. Two is not taking judo. He has all the tools to beat you up if you say bad things about him. That's right. Did you know Two was a former boxer? No. That's a big revelation, dude. Here we go. What? <laughs> I know why he quit boxing. Why's that? Weak chin. Um, I guess. I mean, like he's getting knocked out back back of the head. It's not really like he'd be that would be almost like getting hit with rabbit punches. Which which are illegal. I didn't even know what a rabbit punch was until Floyd kept staring at Conor McGregor. He was giving him ammo time. Yeah. He's like, yo, what are you doing? Can't hit in the back of the head. That's uh that that's uh that's interesting though. So not judo, jujitsu. Which well truth be told. Here, hold on, hold on. Hmm? You're the fight guy. Yeah. What's the difference? Okay. 
I don't know. I don't watch a lot of judo. Just for just for clear, because I don't want to act. But all these MMA wanna, guys are specialized in either one or the other. Right. I will. So, well, here's why. Okay. So judo. This is my super layman's. That's fine. It's thought. better than ours. Okay. Judo is spent a lot of time standing, and it's a lot of throwing. So it's like. You're going to grab somebody. You're going to put the hip, throw them to the ground. When we were talking to like Mosfield about it, he goes, "I can kind of see that you could get thrown really nasty and like you know try and break somebody's sternum that way. Like that's 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 a lot of jujitsu. It's it's at a standing base. There are still submissions. There is grappling, but the way jujitsu is, there's a lot of like the whole point is like taking them to the ground. You're going to try to take them out in a lot of different ways. You could do a one-legged takedown. You could go double-leg takedown. Uh, you could do, there's a lot of trips, inside trip, outside trip. There are hip throws, but not, it's a more common move in, in judo. I, look, I'm not Ronda Rousey. I'm not Kayla Harrison. Uh, and I'm, but and I'm certainly not Gilbert Burns. Okay. Don't, don't, hey, don't, like, don't be like our guy, the five-second guy hmm? that he, he went for the takedown. Oh yeah. Well, he he's a wrestler. He was neither. He's a wrestler. Like, judo is not something like there's not many judo practitioners who have found success in MMA, which is but which is why too close. You go too close, you get knocked out. But Ronda Rousey, like off the bat, like Ronda was one of the ones who was like, oh wow, she she oh, it translates. She was judo. Yeah, she oh. won the bronze medal in judo. Uh, Hector Lombard's another one, but he was a knockout artist. He didn't really use it a ton. And uh, and Kayla Harrison is a really good fighter in PFL, but more people are in jujitsu. That's what Hoist Gracie did, like the great Hoist Gracie, who UFC won, and that's like why there's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school on every block down here. It's a lot more common to take jujitsu. Makes a lot more sense. I got to be honest with you, because I was like, Tua's taking judo. That is a super random thing to take. Not a lot of people just do judo. It would help if he knew what he was taking. Oh yes, fair. Fair. But oh, now, or it, it might but, give some validity to the story that he's telling. Here's the thing, though. Now we can get Gilbert Burns to teach him, because Gilbert Burns is a world champion black belt jujitsu practitioner. This man, and he's down here, and he's down here. So Gilbert's got to get on the horn and be like, "Here's the problem, though." What does he we have to do? T- <laughs> we, we talk. We talk to Gilbert Burns. Yeah, and he kind of. But he thought it was. Ju- but I, I bet you, if I if we called up Gilbert and we said it was, here's why because he, he probably thinks there's a there's a judo jujitsu beef almost, even though they're cousins, and he's probably like the Brazilians are looking at judo they're like that's a joke because that's that's a thing in martial arts. People are like, oh, you do karate? Oh, what do you do? Tai Chi? Like, All right, because everybody wants to have their martial arts be the best. So when he heard judo, he's like, Pff. but if I told him he was taking BJJ, he's probably like, oh, goosies. Now he is busy training for a fight right now. I don't know if we should bother him again, but maybe we should. Tua Gilbert Burns. Let's wait. Tua has time. Well, not too much time. But the first thing they they taught my son the fight is when in April. Okay, that's about you. You start probably start up in 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 I would say like the middle of March. You probably start doing some training. Ah, then, then you think Tua will be ringside at the fight if we tell him, because they'll be friends, they'll establish mm-hmm. a relationship, and we can. Yeah, but Tua. he's already going. Who's um? Who do you say he was going with? Um, Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert. So there you go. Yeah. Huh? Uh, Jean Pierre. Uh, Jean Pierre says judo made sense, not jujitsu. What? First thing they teach in jujitsu is falling, and it's honestly like, look again. I'm not gonna act like I'm some expert at judo. I'm not. 
But like I, I can tell you, the first thing they teach you in falling, like literally from little kids, is how to fall. That's like the first thing they taught Tommy. It was like fall, brace your fall, don't break your neck. And they're doing it a bunch of ways. I could see why it's fun. And honestly, it's a lot more fun because now he could choke you out. You know? TJ Watt tries to get too close, gets the anaconda on him. Tap machine. Break his arm. Did you know he was a boxer, though? He's a boxer. He... Dude, really? What? See him you know, you know what I hate? It, it's amazing that the stories you hear in professional sports, oh, he used to do this, he used to do that. Well, he doesn't do it anymore because he sucked at it. Okay. That's not true. Maybe he was just better at a lot of a lot of young athletes. You were a multiple sport athlete. Yeah, but usually guys that select a fighting sport don't just leave and go back. Maybe his father was. Think a- of all the fighters we talked to. Lifelong thing. They didn't just like. Oh, I, I dabbled. Maybe in his it. father. You ever think about this? Maybe his father was a giant fan of uh, former heavyweight contender David Tua. I've seen Tua put like motivational quotes and from David Tua. And we're back. No, dude, I'm not, even, I'm not even joking here. <laughs> Hold on. Don't do that. David Tua, Samoan from New Zealand. Uh, David Tua was was like a beloved fighter. I, I imagine if his father did like boxing, definitely watch David Tua. Is it possible Tua is named after David Tua? Because I think Tua's posted qu- uh, clips of him before on Instagram. I'm not even making that up. I swear to God, I think I've seen it like once. I think Tua is his hmm? is abbreviated. It's not it, his, it is, you know. it is. Okay. But maybe I don't know if the last name is of David Tua is maybe that is too. Let's look it up. David Tua. Yeah. No, no, no! <laughs> don't just say yeah. It is. I can't pronounce it. Oh, okay. I'll take a stab at it. Fa'u Muiana Taoletai. Mafu Fau 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 David Tua. Gazuntai. So like David Tua is his last right. name, but he's got like, you know, five names. Okay. All right. I'm looking to see if they're related. As of right now. They're not related. Much. What? They're oh, not related. Just, like, but I'm inspired. saying like, Yeah, like maybe it's yeah. inspired. Maybe his dad was a boxing fan and he named his son after Tua uh, after David Tua. It's not crazy. It is crazy. You are crazy. So any additional things that come out of your pie hole are also crazy. I, I don't like how you say it's a pie hole that, that, you know, it's not just stuff that comes out. First of all, I didn't reveal this. Mike McDaniel did. So, you know. But David Tua? No, not that. I'm putting two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> Point, Point for Toby! See... And you got DJ oh, Khaled. Was, you got uh, DJ Khaled on the other side of the glass. Yeah, another one plus another one. I looked at you though. I looked at you first, and you seemed to enjoy that one. That was pretty good. He did. Enjoy it. He, did. Was he was tickled. <laughs> Jay Fig looked at you in disgust. My fancy <laughs> just, is tickled. She just looked up. Really <laughs> like. Uh, Back after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right. Welcome back. Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560. Hootie! WQAM. Can anybody hear us on uh, on Twitch right now, Marcos? Yes. Or on YouTube? They're faking it. Huh? They're all just faking it in the chat. They're just trying to prank you. They can hear. But you're not in there. Like, isn't that how you're supposed to? Isn't that how you hear us? Nah, they can hear. All right. Well, all right. we'll do what we got to do. Oh, there he is. He's back. Uh, we were just like, Leroy didn't want to come back from break because we were spending all break just watching David Tua knockout highlights. Can I just tell you? Yikes. Dude could, I told you. That dude could crack. <laughs> Which is why I would say, like, I can't I, imagine I, him losing. I know. He never got knocked out in his career. He got to the title once. He lost to Lennox Lewis by decision because everybody lost to Lennox Lewis. And, and Lennox Lewis, you'd think he would be more of a knockout artist, but he really wasn't. Nope. Nope. Just happy, happy uh, pocketing decision wins and out, out, uh, outskilling everybody. But yeah, David Tua was like. <sighs> He was dude. he was he was boxing after dark. Just, that just was nasty. He was closer to Tyson than to because he just knocked fools out quickly. These are some like yeah. Do yourself a favor if you got ten minutes today, just look up David Tua's best knockouts. So that, yeah, I was just I know it sounds stupid, but I was like, I wonder if his dad didn't name him after that. Like that's the age kind of like oh dad, if his dad did like boxing I don't know I'm yeah. just theorizing anyway Chris Greer is speaking uh, he did not rule out uh, a Byron Jones he, he didn't rule out anything they should call him I don't rule they out never do Chris but that's if you notice sometimes the best organizations never rule out anything mm-hmm. and never commit to anything before they have to that's good business practice yeah like to, to like why would you come out and say. We have every intention on re-signing Tua to a long-term deal. If you say that, then Tua feels like he's in a position of power. Obviously, Mike McDaniel is... He's the master of that. He says a whole lot without never saying anything. It's a ma- like a 90-second word jumble. Right. It's, it's like a, it's like trying to trying to get... I'll throw one you start, line at you. They started asking him. The conversation started with him. Asking about Tua and his health, and then into it, jujitsu. Yep. <laughs> like it had nothing to do with it. Like, ah, damn it, Michael! You rascal! You got us! Got us! Got us! So I don't know, but he also said, uh, "But on uh, Mike Gusecki, Mike Gusecki ain't coming back." I know that they've. Uh, I I just be stunned. And I, I, I think you most- know who'd be the most shocked person if Mike Gusecki ended up with the Dolphins. Mike Gusecki, because he has pretty much... He has said, I am out. Right. But you know what? It's one of those situations where they paid him and gave him a contract like they figured eventually they would sign a long-term deal. Um, He thought, but the way the offense is, 
and what that position is asked to do, keep in mind, they're looking for a George Kittles. Yeah. Right? That kind of guy. Tough standard. I mean, it's, I mean, it is, but I don't mean that he has to be as productive. Just like But him. a guy who can block on the end of the line of scrimmage and maybe run some routes. Right? Gusecki's not that, and the other guys aren't Gusecki. So you got to either use one or the other. When you do something like that, though, you actually give a sign of what you're going to do to the defense. If only if one guy can only do this. So I could see why it wasn't the best deal for Mike Gusecki. And I could see why it wasn't the best deal for the Dolphins. Because keep in mind, at the beginning of the year, they tried to use him, you know, on the edge of the line. But he that's not he's not that guy. Uh, according to Dave Verona's Twitter, Chris Greer said the Dolphins are open to having Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson back. He also could look into drafting a running back in the early rounds. Uh, are there any available though? That's why we got to get to Robbie. Yes, we got we got we got to get to uh, to Robbie. When should we talk to Robbie? I get him tomorrow. See if he can about tomorrow, to Friday. Tomorrow, yeah. Okay. Get his uh, get his notepad out. See what he's yep, got going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he also said that they're looking to add depth at linebacker, of inside course. linebacker, and safety this offseason. Safety. Yep. Linebacker. Just a depth. It doesn't mean they're going right. to start. No, no, no. But linebacker, I one hundred percent agree. Of course. With. And we all we all had those conversations. Um, if I had to go with priority. I would definitely go linebacker. I would go linebacker. I would go offensive line, maybe a running back. Um, And then if you wanted to add some depth in the secondary, you could go ahead and do that. Um, But to, to, to put safety that close to the top with all your other needs I think you're 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 kind of misleading people to think you f- think that's an important position could depend though on like what Vic Fangio wants right like it could be one of those it could also like he doesn't like the obviously you know you talked highly of Javon Holland yeah but maybe he looks at the rest of the personality says, eh. but I it also depends on who's available when you draft right you also have to consider that that's one of the, the 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 major keys is that safety is usually a, a position you can get some pretty good guys in the second round. Here here's the problem. That's with, where they got with, Holland. Yeah, here's the problem when it comes to the draft. A bad organization will draft the position they need most, and it almost seems like they're reaching. Mm-hmm. So a team that needs a quarterback, if it gets to their pick, they'll draft a quarterback that's rated a lot lower versus drafting a guy that's available that got a better grade. A good team won't do that. So if you have four or five positions that you would like to to fill, depending on when you pick, if that best available player fits one of those positions but is not ideally what you would want to draft, then you take that highest rated player because his chances are he's going to end up being more productive than the guy you reached on. This was Mike McDaniel yesterday at the uh, Combine when asked about uh, Jordan Poyer's comments about uh, wanting to be on the Dolphins, basically. What are your thoughts on you uh, saying Jordan Poyer potentially making this pitch to come to Miami? Um, 
Well, I'm not in the business of tampering. <laughs> and I believe, I mean, you guys might be trying to get this second year hustle on me, but um, we need every draft pick we can get. So uh, I'm all for Dolphins fandom. And the more players that, you know, even if they're on our opponent's team, if they're cheering for Dolphins, I think that's, that's good for all of us. Right, Hal? <laughs> oh, now you don't have an opinion. Okay. <laughs> God, he's great. <laughs> what a rascal. He is right, though. I mean, listen, they're suffering the ramifications of tampering. But on the other end of it, worked out for old McCochin because now he has the job. <laughs> he called and said, I wouldn't trust Leroy as a GM. You'd be amazed. Who you, said? Heath Colt. Oh, Heath Colt. Yeah, you 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 you'd be amazed. Like I don't see I. I'm very practical when it comes to the draft. Pick. You and I would be a good tandem GM no, we room. Wouldn't. We would. No, be. we wouldn't. You know, Dude, big swings guy, we, practical guy. It'd Balance. be some big swings. You know, when you come in here and and come in here with something that, hey, we got to have this guy. I would be coming in and just telling Leroy, I was like, hey, have you seen the guy uh, from Australia? Who can punt, but also do it blindfolded? It was on TikTok. Everyone's gonna be like, "Get out of my office!" Right, right. I'm very practical. But is he available? So even, even, <laughs> even with the draft, depending on in here, here's what I would always say: depending on who you are and where you are as a organization, det- determines what kind of chances you can take. Right, and so where this team is now. There's a couple of positions they a couple of positions they have to get. And one is a linebacker. Um another one is a a, a tight end that can kind of do both. Mm-hmm. Right? But then after that, any other position that you bring in is actually just giving you depth at other positions. See, I'm wondering about that too, because they did draft a linebacker last year in Channing Tindall. But like, how do you feel about the idea of a guy who basically gave you nothing in their rookie year? Zero, basically. You know, a couple of plays here and there. Same like thing Noah? With, yeah, same thing with Azukama. Like, do you, can you really trust that they're going to make a leap? Because, like, McDaniel was saying, oh, Tyndall's going to take a leap. I'm like, ah. where was he drafted? I think he was the third round last year. He was like, he was from Georgia. Remember, super fast guy. Okay. Remember, like, uh, he was like, oh, fastest linebacker in the draft. They used him as a spy, I think, one game. That was like a big thing. But, like, he didn't really, he didn't pop, like, at all. Um, a lot of times, guys have a, a lot of athletic ability, and in college, you can just say go out there and make plays, and there's really not anybody that can do anything about it. But in the NFL, you have to learn defenses, and 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 depending on he play inside linebacker, um, depending on him playing that position, he's got to be able to make the calls, get everybody in that right position, and that's what he might not be ready for yet. So they try. So there's to a lot of growth spots. there because he obviously has yeah. the tangibles. He's super athletic, right? But 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 you need the if he's play, if he's playing inside linebacker, he's the quarterback of the defense, right? So you know there's some patience that goes into that. God knows why we don't have that same amount of patience with quarterbacks who are basically doing the same thing on the other side. No, I was just what like because of the Noah thing. I'm like. All right, but if they give you nothing in year one, like can I? A lot trust of times, a lot they're of, gonna take that leap in year two. A lot of times, it has to do with circumstances. A lot of 
Ooh, I took a giant leap my second year. Did you? Huge. A huge. I went from going to jail after my last game. <laughs> Precise. To to being an ultimate alternate pro bowler. Hmm. So There you go. For sass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't see I don't know how and, and here's the thing that we don't understand. We see what they put on the field and we evaluate that and we evaluate the preseason and we evaluate what we think we've saw out of certain players when they were in college. They're evaluating these guys on a different level. So if Mike McDaniel or Chris Greer says, yeah, this guy's ready to take that next leap, I'm more inclined to believe him, even though I haven't seen it. Right. But, but then, like, what else? He are they could gonna... also be pulling a Tobin. Yeah, like, what else are they going to say? You could also be pulling a Tobin and just saying it because you don't want, you want a little wiggle room so you don't feel like you made a bad draft pick. We'll take a quick break. You guys can get at us 305-567-0560. Streaming live on YouTube and Twitch. Miami 560 WQM is the channel. Go subscribe. Back up to this. This is 15 minutes of your Miami Heat. We have now spent two commercial breaks doing nothing but watching David Tua knockouts, and it is a great time, I got to tell you. You want to come in next break and watch them with us, uh, Marcos? Yeah, I do actually. Because hey, we still got we still got one. nine more minutes of watching David Tua hey, knockouts. How many knockouts does he have? In a lot game? of knockouts. He not he knocked record? he knocked he was, one uh, guy out and he was too tall to hit the ground. He was 50. he was just knocked out on his uh on his feet. David oh Tua God. was fifty two and five. Yeah, never got knocked out. Won forty three of his fifty two fights by knockout. He's five nine only. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Dude, he he's is two hundred and forty pounds. He's know, he's built like a cinder block. Yeah, it's like it's like you're taking on a Samoan. You know who he looks wow. like? Samoan Tyson. That's yeah. how he fights. Wow, like that. Very like. If you guys are wondering why we're watching David Tua knockouts, this is all stemming off of us learning that Tua Tungavailoa, apparently a former boxer, mm, yeah. according to Mike McDaniel, who will now uh, he says Tua is going to have all the tools after he learns jujitsu and gets his black belt. He's going to have all the tools to choke out anybody. Chris Sims, you better watch out, dude. You better watch out. Um, he has all the tools to beat you up if you say bad things about him. That's right. Um, meanwhile, Miami Heat, big game tonight. The uh, 76ers in town, so uh, we call this a home-and-home. Home. The Miami Heat took one in Philly. Now they have the Woo. Sixers in their building. Uh, big matchup tonight. you got to imagine they're going to be pissed off coming in here because of uh, the way last game went, losing at the buzzer with old Chokey McGee. Uh, brick and one. Let's see. This is why you want to win those games against Charlotte, dude, so you can afford to lose this. I know. It, what you say, Marcos, is true. Like, this is why you want to take care of your business against the bad teams because it's a tough schedule coming up, dude. This week you have, uh, you have Sixers, Knicks, who are surging right now. Knicks are playing their ass off. They're like seven or eight in a row. Yeah, they're killing. Jalen Brunson's been amazing. Um, so you got you got them this week. You got the Hawks, who are who have new life after firing uh, Nate McMillan. They hired the uh, the very angry faced Quinn Snyder as their head coach. Uh, and then you got Cleveland next week. So huge matchups coming up for Miami uh, in this in this chase to avoid the play in. Right now, Miami uh, still sits seventh. But uh, here was uh, Bam Adebayo, huge down the stretch against Joel Embiid, and this is what Bam had to say about uh, trying to. Limit the Sixers' big man. 
you got to know it's Joel's going to touch it at some point, and then it's coming right at you. Uh, I mean, I made a great play. Uh, you know, it's good when you have shooting slumps like that or shooting struggles, uh, and you keep fighting and you keep believing in yourself, and then like you somehow getting the moment where you make the one of the biggest plays of the game. That's what it's about being when you're a two-way player. Uh, we expect you to get it done on both sides. What most pleased you about the fact that you guys were able to stand front for the majority of the game, and then when it's nip and tuck, you got what you needed either at the free throw line or otherwise, plus obviously the defensive play. I mean, I felt like everybody contributed in this game tonight. Uh, obviously, Jimmy almost had a triple-double, so that, that indicates, you know, we were definitely sharing the ball and making shots tonight. Uh, it felt like everybody was in rhythm. What's impressed you most about what Cody's been able to do just in these three games after not playing pretty much all season? Um, I mean, he plays hard. That's the one thing, you know, off rip I know about Cody. He plays hard, and he Angels. he plays the win. Uh, <laughs> That's all he needs to say. He's one of those say. guys. He's not really mad if he doesn't get touches or not. You know, the biggest thing for him, I feel like he just wants wins. Every game is important now, but just the opportunity now to go home for six straight games against uh, – <laughs> Six good teams, too. I mean, how, how important are these next few weeks? Uh, it's going to be a big week for us coming up. Uh, you know, I feel like we can handle that. Uh, you know, we've had such a, a up-and-down season. Uh, but, you know, I feel like we're getting, you know, this game could be the start to running off six in a row. Uh, so we just build from here and go step by step. Ooh, I love the ballet music there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, that's Bam Adebayo after the Heat's win over the Sixers. Back at it tonight, 6-15 uh, I mean, preheat with Alejandro Solano. The tonight. only thing that was missing in that interview hmm? is if Bam would have just yelled, Intangibles! Because <laughs> he gave Cody? the whole definition of it, right? Well, I mean, you know. Uh, Doesn't need the ball. Motor. Plays hard. High motor. High, dude, Cody Zeller's motor, high. I think that's the most shocking thing, right? That seeing him play. Is oh, that, yeah. like, yeah, I didn't know he was that active. It is interesting. Like, you do have all these role guys, and, like, they're on terrible teams. And, like, you know, he spent most of his career in Charlotte. And, like, oh, now I get to be in a, a winning organization or I get to be a chance to be a part of a contender. It's got to be nice. Yeah. You know, you could you, your intangibles can show through. So how much longer does K-Love have? You gave him two games before you start ripping. Great game last game, though. Great half. Great first half. But home debut tonight, you know? Looking forward to seeing my guy Love Love. You know? Couple kicks. Gets his first intro tonight for Mike. You think are you excited to hear how Mike oh, Mebonzi says know, his name? What's what's that what's that song that uh that song uh um there's a there's a song that goes love love. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna find it. Do, how do you think Mike Biamonte is gonna do you think he's been practicing saying his name? Because that's a big thing with Mike Biamonte. Like how is he gonna announce your scores? Do you think he's, you know, because he's got Jim, me, Butler, or like, do you think he's, so do you think he's going to go, Kevin, love, or do you think he's going to go, Kevin, love, three. I think it's that one. I think he's going to go with that one. That one sounded good. Because all he's been doing his entire life is Kevin Love. True. He's only done road voice for Kevin Love. This home debut, it's a big one. What if he does something I, different? What do you think, like, how, how would you imagine? What if he's like, Kevin, Love. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. I like that. I like that. For what if the whole crowd does it? Wow. I don't know. Too much? May- no. No. Never enough for me. Hey, listen. Never enough. 
He's definitely. You think he's been trying out a few options? Who do you mm. think he bounces this off? Do you think there's like a Bernie? Did, oh, <laughs> he, he just talks that with Bernie. Bernie, what do you think about love? Or do you just like Kevin Love? Just keep it monotone. Like, what do you mm. keep it one tune? Or do you think I, I go up and down a river, Bernie? What do you think? And Bernie just mm. looks at him with his giant green <laughs> basketball like nose and just shrugs. <laughs> just shrugs. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you have a whole low. I just wonder. These are the big decisions I want to know tonight. When I'm boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. What? Problem? I mean, I got to be honest with you. Yeah. All the things that we've talked about today. This is the least this interesting. Is the, this is the most tolerable. Oh, okay, great. I think he just wants to get back to watching David Tua knockouts. <laughs> yeah. Enjoying that. Wait on commercial break. <laughs> We've just been watching that. JPEG, have you? Do you want to watch David Tua knockouts? They're really fun. Yeah, I mean, invite me to the party. I guess. Jeez, just, uh, get on over here. We can all we can all watch this David Tua knocking out people from the nineties. It's a it's a great time. Nice. It's a, it's a fun. There's something about nineties uh, boxing with that old HBO boxing after dark. Mm. It's just a beaut, you know. What, what, why does it have to be after dark? What, what was going on back then? Like, uh, I don't know. Because, like, old must... UFC was crazy. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Boxing after dark, that was just the thing. It was mm. uh, it, was, it was bad. Like, that was the thing. Wow. And they had the cool intro, and there was a boxer, like, howling at the moon. And then they go to Jim Lampley and Larry Merchant, and, you, you, you know, boxing. I'll take it. On regular TV. Yeah. Mm. That it was a fun the... time. Fun time. But they never, keep in mind, they do the same thing now. Like... You want to show your sport, but you don't want to waste no pay-per-view money. So you didn't have, like, the big, big fights. Because he's got that thing, Mike B. Monte, like, because the one you did, do what you're doing again? Kevin Love. It kind of does that for two. Many steps. Ah, you see? So, so he's, he's got that in his mm-hmm. repertoire already. I think Mike B. Monte could pull that off. Yeah. I like it, man. It's a lot of breath, though, if he hits a three. Because Kevin, oh, yeah. he's going to have to change the. Listen, he's a professional. He's, say, he's a he professional. He knows what to do. Yeah. I think, you know, he's got to get. What's your favorite one that he does? Is it Jimmy? Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody loves Jimmy. Even Victor Oladipo likes when he does. Jim, me, yeah. Butler. What about uh, Dos what? Minutos? You know? Oh, that's a classic, of course. Yeah. For sure. My he's the favorite man. is always too many steps. Yeah, I thought you were going to say it was Tobin's a fraud <laughs> when he says that. I thought that was going to be your favorite Mike Biamonte. I was thinking of one, and it was too many. Tobin's like, a like, fraud. <laughs> hey, man. Tobin's, Tobin's a show pony. Back after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 